Now I'm oh. going to reminisce because I'm going to miss Ricardo. I know. <laughs> he was the most helpful person. He's a very good no guy. Offense. <laughs> no offense. No problem. <laughs> he was very helpful when I got here, too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, back to you want to do pri- a private practice. Yeah, so um, private practice anywhere. So I could work in... Um, work therapy, ideally here working with Hope and Help, partnering them as an independent uh, entity and hopefully facilitating services in-house. I could also go somewhere else. Um, for now, I'm looking to stay in the HIV world within um, my professional endeavors. There's but enough to go around. Yes. Yes, because of how much need there is. Mm-hmm. Um and so right now I'm hopeful in my journey as far as being an independent therapist. But uh, my like my like hidden thing, which isn't really hidden, I tell people all the time, um, is that, you know, I'm making my breakout for theater again. So, you know, I'm doing some auditions on the side and Where trying you, to find some stuff. Where have you auditioned? I've been working with um her name was Kendra, and she's been giving me some local spots to just hit up and stuff like that. So and she's your agent? No, no, she's okay. not my agent or anything like that. She's just a good friend. And so she's just been giving me some pieces to look into. And mm-hmm. then um, I've just been working with local people from, like, UCF. Nothing big, nothing crazy. Just, you it's know. Orlando. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just to find something. You don't get much professional theater here. I mean, there is some stuff, you know, so you, sometimes you turn over a rock and you can find it, and it's right there. What are the professional theaters here? You have Mad Cow downtown. Mm-hmm. The Shakespeare Theater, the Orlando Rep Theater, and where else? And, I mean, I've been really looking to get back into cinema, because that's what I was doing. I want to oh, do... So nothing theater. I've been doing some... I've been looking into theater scripts, but, like, more so cinema, because that's what I was doing last. Oh, did you do the film festival? The... Whatever the UCF did? No. CMO? Yeah. No. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. That's been the, kind of my side project, so... Okay. It's a secret, but not really. Well, let us know when you're going to be on a film somewhere. Yes, you can see me do something nonsensical on stage or on camera. We will pre-game. We will pre-game the event. (laughs) It is still running. Oh, you can curse on this thing. I just haven't yet. At least Joshua lets me curse on this thing. You just have to initiate it. I can't initiate it. Well, I think it's been good so far. Uh, Colin, did you have the uh, topics? the headlines for for um some of the health issues right yeah so um so this was we're gonna about to start the segment of in or out so basically my idea of it was uh gonna give you some topics that are in the health world hiv or otherwise and you can let us know if you're in on it going forward or it happening are you out on it entirely okay so if I'm in, I'm for it. If I'm out, I don't want any. Yeah, example. So in a, a previous recording, I uh, looked up some ridiculous ones, and they're on the New York Times, and it was like, are it was like, uh, were they implementing thoughts into into apes, um, for to see what, like, I don't know, I don't know how you implement thoughts into 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 monkeys or and apes and stuff like that, and and I was thinking of. I would not be wanting to do that because yeah. I, I don't want Planet of the Apes <laughs> yeah. real life to happen. <laughs> right. We're getting real close to, to our movies. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like we kind of should stop. But. <laughs> yeah, so, that, so that's uh, that's one of the things I looked up and I found. So, and it was on a, on a real publication, some blog elsewhere. It's like actual thing that was someone took guts to actually write on a national publication like that. Hmm. 
Um, yeah, so I had Colin look up some some stuff to see uh, what you'd be in or out on. Okay, cool. Hit me. Well, let's see. First of all, would you be in or out on implementing thoughts into apes, I guess? Uh, I think I'm out on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, um, similarly, there's other uh, experiments and things that have been going on. And they were more popular in the 60s and 70s when it came to like experimenting on monkeys, um, seeing how they reacted because, of course, they're primates, pretty similar to humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people thought that kind of stuff was kind of like over with now. But there's a lot of it still going on, um, a lot of stuff that we just don't see necessarily. Um, but there are a lot of people that are still doing research like that. The arguments for it is that it can give us better insight into how we as humans um, kind of interact or medically also things that we can do to improve our own health. The downside, of course, would be that it's at the cost of other animals. And while there's sometimes a you know complex of, well, we're humans, we take precedence. There are people that also argue that, you know, they're also living beings and that we should be treated equally as the way they are. So, of course, it's, you know, it's a tough situation, but would you be, I guess, you know, in or out on the concept? What do you think is positives and negatives about it? Well, I mean, I'm I'm in for new trailblazing research and things like that, but I'm, I'm out on the cost of, you know, cracking three eggs to make an omelet situation i don't know that's probably the vegetarian within me because i just don't believe in you know sacrificing other animals to make advances i think we have so many options nowadays with new research and new things like that that we can get around and some of the stuff some of the stuff to me i'm out on because we know it you know, we're always, as people, we're looking for reasons of why we're so cruel to others and why we do certain things when a lot of it is we need to take ownership of our own actions as people and start making better choices and better decisions as a group. You know, we can't just say, oh, and say, oh, I need to find the meaning of why people are so cruel and then just act like it's not our choice. Act like we don't have any responsibility mm-hmm. to be like, okay, let me treat you with respect. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a higher, it's a higher or lower being that are influencing this or or it's because of my genetics, you know, we're always trying to blame it on something instead of taking accountability and saying, hey, listen, right. being a good person starts with being a good person. Let's let's start small, you know, call each other out kindly on what we do. You know, don't treat me like that. I don't like that, you know, advocating for ourselves and other people need to be open to hearing that. You know, if I advocate for myself and say, listen, I don't like being treated that way, don't um rationalize or downplay something in you in your mind versus me oh you're just being sensitive oh you're just being you're being that person when i'm when i'm advocating for myself you know right know we're quick to don't be such a snowflake yeah so it's like (laughs) it's like no listen to me because the snowflake becomes a blizzard honey yeah there's definitely um, a lot of people that have kind of this mindset you know like oh well that's just the way things are you know like we as humans that's just like how we're supposed to interact, we can't help it. But in reality, there's a lot of people don't realize like the sociological factors that change things. I know right now we're um, in my social problems class, I mean, we're watching a documentary called The Mask You Live In, and it's about like hypermasculinity and the amount of issues that it kind of causes, mm-hmm. um, training boys to become men, but in ways that are, you know, like telling them you can't be sissies, you can't cry, you can't show your emotions, you have to be like this way, you have to be strong, you have to be muscular, uh, you need to be a womanizer, all these things. 
and people don't really realize I that. I do need to be muscular, but not a woman. A woman <laughs> yeah, I do. We all, yeah, we all want to be muscular sometimes. <laughs> they do got that right for me. That, do, that is what I want. <laughs> but there's all of these things that um, people say, oh, well, boys will be boys. That's just the way the boys are. Oh, men are just more violent. You know, men are stronger. That's just biological. And sometimes there's, you know, genetics and biologic like things involved. But a lot of it is just the way that people are socialized and they kind of refuse to say, well, no, they're this way because of the way you taught them to be. Exactly. But look at Hollywood and all the tie the times up uh, movement with all the women outing all the men that have and done the Me Too wrong. movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Me Too movement. Actually, and this is not health related at all. And this whole segment is going to change regardless because I read this uh, on Time. They posted an article about... Uh, Consensual sex workers being um, not heard in the Me Too movement. So people mm. who are strippers, people who are escorts, and this is like willing, um, either because they want the money or they like doing it, um, adult workers. Mm-hmm. They feel that they haven't been heard or acknowledged in the Me Too movement. Definitely, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, do you think they have a, they have a case to be made or... Um, because the argument goes that um, because they're in that line of work, they're more susceptible to sexual assault, rape, um, and those things. But should that be the mentality people go about with mm-hmm. with the, with the type of with within that industry or people outside of the industry making the judgments on them? Well, you know, what, like I was saying in the comments, like we we tend to rationalize and minimize things that don't make sense to us or things that aren't valid in our eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So with them, in my opinion, when someone brings a complaint or a problem forward, that's when you address it, regardless of the background or how it came from. It's like we deserve to look at it and to try to understand it on some level because the thing is if I'm a if I am a consensual sex worker and then someone goes beyond what I consented to what is that you know that's rape that's violence you know and by consensual sex worker I mean someone so this is different than um uh what's the word I'm not sex slaves it's the where they take people human trafficking human trafficking Uh sex trafficking um it's different than sex trafficking where someone gets taken and put to do sex work because of someone else so Mm -hmm. these are people that have gone and uh, came into the industry on their own knowing what's going to happen that the repercussions of public perception on them number one number two that this is something that either they were interested in doing or they needed the money to do um and they've stayed in because they like the money because they like the lifestyle or because they just like the work that they're doing it's Mm -hmm. empowering it's Whatever. That's what I mean by consensual. Sex yeah, work. no, and I understand exactly what you mean. Let me let me bring let me make an example to bring it home. Let's say I'm let's say I am a female sex worker, and I uh, have a client who we had talked, and I had consented to sex for for pay, and I could specifically acknowledge and said that I'm willing to provide oral sex and vaginal sex to this individual, right? I did not at any point acknowledge or say that I'm okay with anal sex, right? Mm-hmm. If this person goes beyond what we said and and then puts it in like you know has anal sex against my will that's not okay and therefore a line is crossed mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that the first half of the conversation was consensual because the last half of the conversation was not 
And you now went beyond what we agreed upon. Agreement and consent is everything. Consent can stop at any moment. So the thing is, when I say my body is available for these 30 seconds, after that, my body is not available for any time after. So consent means stop. Consent, you know, when the lack of consent means stop. So, mm. you know, can okay, you can do that. And I don't care if the sex worker is well like, okay, well, maybe we can do, we can try a different activity for a different amount. Okay, that's what the, the in order for yeah. that consent to happen, that's what the um, the agreement was. And therefore that is what's okay. But if it's not on the table, like I don't kiss, I don't do this certain activity, I don't do this, that's not okay. So yes, they are a part of the Me Too movement. There we go. Uh, what What's the next topic? Um, let's see. Oh, well, we could have gone a little further on that one, but Oh, we can um, go further. I, I can I can record as long as I want to. <laughs> I can make this a two-part thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially with the movement right now, there's just so much happening, and there's always, uh, like, you could do days of conversation, really, about that kind of topic. Let, um, ooh, I, and and, and a, a part of the Me Too movement, I do want to deconstruct this, and this has nothing to do with health, and this has everything to do with um, our president's comments last week, his tweet of uh, that paraphrasing that the accusations have ruined a lot of people's lives because there isn't a due process or whatever given that it is this current president that aside do you think that things like happened to the comedian are i know you're talking about the, the one comedian um where he was accused of sexual assault but when she described it people some articles interpreted as a bad date or um, at no point that she phys- physically or physically or verbally say no. And do you think that at some point some of this, uh, some of this movement should be placed with um, evidence behind it? Well, and, 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 I, and, I, and I mean that saying because we know that a lot of sexual assault and um those reportings go unreported mm-hmm. um, for fear, for lack of due process. Like, I get that. Um, but do you think that now that it's gaining some traction, do you think that there should be some more looking into um, these cases without, uh, without so innocent to proven guilty type of deal? So, and the thing is that... It, that's a two-part answer because one, while I agree there should be some type of finite rules and understanding between males and females and all people about what sexual assault and consent is, like a massive understanding which is not present yeah. no, right. because it, it transcends, consent transcends culture, it transcends belief systems, you know, consent is very different for each person. But at the end of the day, I think women are always going to be at the disadvantage because their voice is not heard and it's always boys will be boys when oh, yeah. when something is wrong you know if 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 you're you know it'll a man will touch a woman's leg which is assault if she didn't want it to happen right. yet everyone rationalizes it as oh that was a bad date or boys will be boys mm-hmm. like the thing is if she's uncomfortable at the point at the point when and this is what we need to do teach our males as a whole to understand body language and body cues and that if a woman there's this kind of thing that's been going on even since I was a child that women play hard to get right and when you seek a woman and you you are heterosexual or homosexual or bisexual if you start seeking a partner and you get to a point where you're merging on uh, 
murky water and you're not sure, it's better to err no. Right. And it's better to open your mouth and ask. Yeah. Communication, basically. Are you okay with me touching your leg? No. No, I'm not. (laughs) And and even if if the person doesn't verbalize, no, they just go, "Uh," or go, or just like, vomit on the floor. or, (laughs) or, Or move away from you, or pull away from you in any way. Just something that indicates, no, bro. I just don't want any of this. Then you stop. This That's is it. my no-no square. Yes, <laughs> it's like, please. And it doesn't have to be awkward. And we need to teach... The the first step is teach them to understand, to recognize when and what not to do. Second step is to have them verbalize and understand, to ask questions when it is murky water and they don't, and they're, you know, it's gray. But the last step is to have them keep moving forward without making it awkward or guilting their partner. Because that's what, that's what often happens. Oh, I thought you wanted this. Oh, you don't like me? Maybe the person doesn't want to at that moment. Maybe the person is bothered. Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they had death of a family member. Maybe they just got laid off. Maybe something's happening in the background that is sexually not making them aroused at that specific moment. Self-awareness is a skill. Exactly. And, and, and then and then self-awareness and then move it forward to be aware of what's happening in the scene. Yeah. What's happening in the setup. You know, don't assume like because this part, this person doesn't want to sleep with you at this very moment in time that, you know, it's completely a no-no. Or maybe if it is a no-no, move on. You know, there's so many people. How many millions of billions of people are there in the world? You, there's, it's not worth taking away someone's innocence by hurting them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I think it's a like kind of tough case too, because obviously there are varying degrees of assault, but at the end of the day, assault is assault. Mm-hmm. So of course, with this specific example, it's at a lesser extent than some of the other stories we've heard. And again, a lot of people said, well, oh, like, that just sounds like, you know, like a bad date. That just sounds like what happens. And then you're like, oh, well, that was kind of gross. But at the same time, you have to realize that, yeah, it's, it's about body language, you know, like at the time you may not be realizing that you're crossing boundaries or this person may not be saying no, um, or they may even be like kind of consenting to it, but you can probably tell that they're not enjoying it. And that's when you have to say, okay, obviously something is wrong. Something needs to be stopped. And most people have that ability to see something is wrong. And sadly, there are people that either choose to ignore that because they're like, well, I mean, they didn't say no, so I guess it's fine. Or like, eh, I mean, it's whatever. It's just this one day, right? And I think that's where the problem comes in hand because they don't make like, the conscious effort to say, okay, let me stop this before it gets out of hand. Yeah. To, to this <laughs> end, I think in a perfect world, what happened to the... Uh, USA Gymnastics coach where it took hundreds of women to come forward mm-hmm. that he molested them uh, shouldn't have to take a hundred women to come forward mm-hmm. to put this man in jail mm-hmm. M- minimum the first one maximum three because uh, because at that point one's it could always because this it, it can be one's a one's a coincidence three is a pattern mm-hmm. um, so once once you can establish that pattern of behavior, it shouldn't take a hundred patterns. It should take less than five. Well, I mean, I would disagree with that. It should only take two. Because the thing is, one should be able to bring a concern forward, right? If I'm the first potential victim, oh, Mr. X, Y, and Z did X, Y, and Z behavior. Miss mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z did X, Y, and Z behavior, right? That should immediately... Whoop, put flags up in the air for yeah. parents, for other people involved. Then, and then they do their um, research and uh, reflection of this instance. 
discreetly yeah. because I think once it becomes public public game, then you have the possibility of other people getting involved that aren't necessarily not victims. So yeah. do it, you know, do it appropriately, do everything investigate wise the way you should. Mm -hmm. And then after you have another serious complaint come along, after flags are already reported, then that's when you have enough to take right. take in. But um, I agree with you if it's that you need a pattern to happen if you keep making it a public public spectacle. Oh, it's public at the public spectacle then uh will pile on and then a hashtag movement will begin and then all the people will become passionate about a topic that for God's sake they should have been aware of the importance of it a long time ago, which is why I don't have much uh sympathy for people in Hollywood because for many years a lot of them perpetuated the same mm -hmm. behavior that they are now hashtagging um, a movement about. Yeah, because um, we need to find some common ground between the mob mentality and due process. Right. I believe in fair and just hearings of people and in fair and just investigations, right? But at the same time, we as a group need to move move together to hold people accountable. Yeah. You know, so each each thing, and this is where it goes back to, when someone brings something forward, don't rationalize it, don't play it down. Oh, maybe it's your fault. Maybe you didn't understand what the it. coach was doing. Look into it. You don't even have to make it a public press conference. You, every person on the ladder should know about it, first of all. Every leader should not hit one leader and then be, and end there. It should, every single person in the chain of command should know about this particular individual and what happened. Doesn't need to be, depending on the action, of course, right. depending on what happened. Doesn't necessarily need to be blown to the point unless it's something illegal right off the way. And then, yes, of course, you get law enforcement involved. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that's just a misunderstanding or something that maybe could be perceived that way, investigate it thoroughly. Tell everyone on the chain of command and then look out for more signs. Look out for things as you move oh, forward. Yeah, it, should, it, should be, it should be heard about the first time. And then you can see the pattern of behavior happening. Mm -hmm. But again, we to avoid 175 women... Uh, telling the same story. Yeah. Uh, he same. did this, and then the coaches didn't know. Michigan State never knew, and it's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> because my thing is, you know, there was there was several people under that hundred, under the first hundred, who had brought complaints to someone. People are people. I'm, there's no way it got to the hundred and you know seventy fifth person, and then the first complaint got formed. Yeah, there are plenty of cover ups. Yeah, exactly, and then at that point, now you've messed up the due the due process, and then now you get into vigilante justice where everyone needs to get involved now because what should have been done wasn't done mm -hmm. in the appropriate time frame. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because of of course with all of the Me Too movements and the allegations that are finally coming to life. Um, there are the people that say, like, mostly men, uh, who have the argument, well, you know, like, I'm hearing some of these allegations and, like, saying what is sexual assault, what is not, what if, like, I'm in the workplace and I just, like, you know, like, touch someone or, like, try and give them a hug and suddenly, like, I'm assaulting someone, like, is that, like, what's happening? Like, should I be vilified for it? And then, of course, again, sexual assault comes at all different types of degrees, but they have to realize that, you know just if someone doesn't want that don't do that you know it's mm -hmm. like obviously like hugging someone isn't going to be the worst thing that's ever happened to them but if it's crossing boundaries respect those boundaries and a lot of people don't realize that there are those boundaries even if they aren't explicitly stated there are things you just don't do but you know i think you hit on some key points but you know like alberta was saying there's so awareness that's lacking 
in some people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's some men who when they hug women, they grab their butt. That, to me, was taught to be inappropriate well, well, well in my childhood. Right. So the thing is, an appropriate hug to someone is like hugging them with your arms above their middle back, Mm -hmm. you know, up on their shoulder muscles. That's a real hug to me. And most people from my lifetime have never complained about that to be inappropriate. But when you are dwindling your hands on the waistline, right. around the hip area, yes, you're, you're, you're moving into well, well appropriate. And then, if not already appropriate, inappropriate. And so it's like, look at how you hugged in general, how you do actions in general, and look for problems there. Ask a friend, you know, ask, 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 ask someone outside of your friend group. Call me, you know, <laughs> send me a picture of what, of what your typical hug is and I'll tell you. Right. I'll well, send you my email. There's a lot of people too that even have like these microaggressions that they don't realize they have because it's just what society has been, you know, like instilling in them since they were young and they don't realize that they're doing something questionable because it's just what they think is normal. Exactly. And it's the boys will be boys mentality right. and therefore it just keeps getting accepted and accepted and accepted and accepted, but it's been problematic. It's like... It wasn't till Greg hugged inappropriately the 20th girl at work that the the 20th girl happened to be someone who was going to let him know what time it was. Mm-hmm. And then she told him what time it was. It's not going to be a touch me time. And then all then the other 19 women got their voices. But no, the first one, let's say Susan, Deborah, whoever the first one was, he hugged inappropriately from the start. And he should have known from that action. That goes back to teaching our boys how to be more self-aware and how to be more appropriate. So this can get unpacked for like a whole two-year thesis. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My microaggression is when someone, uh, I feel very, very violated and disrespectful when someone gives me a handshake and they don't give me a firm firm handshake. Man or woman, Mm -hmm. if you give me a weak handshake, I immediately dislike you. Immediately (laughs) on my block list. Don't follow me. Don't talk to me. Completely business, we're not friends. Because you well, gave me a weak handshake. I think that's like, you know, one of those cultural things, you it, know. And it's like, I was taught originally a firm handshake means honesty, means trust too. Um, but I think for me, while, like, I can see where you're coming from when you say those things, I think you would also agree with me that that person doesn't deserve any less respect. No, than, they, get than, the, they get the minimum business. <laughs> So Which is a personal thing to you. Yes, yes, it's a personal, personal pet peeve. Yes, I don't want the little, like, the little, this thing, handshake. I don't want the, like, the, like, the, like, I'm weak handshake. I want a <laughs> firm, like, squeeze, borderline break my hand handshake. See, when people do that, when I'm, like, giving someone a handshake and it's like, hi, how are you? And it's like, I feel my knuckles crack. That's when I'm like, okay, please leave me alone. I, I, had, a woman, well, I had a woman shake my hand and I shook her hand like I normally shake hands. She's like, oh my God, you broke my hand. I'm like, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> but get see, it. I think it goes back into what you were saying earlier when you were like, you know, masculinity and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, we have so many things weaved into our culture because the thing is when someone starts coming up to me and squeezing my hand super crazy, I let them win because, it, you know, I'm like, what are you, what, what are we proving right now? <laughs> I right? give up. Like, you know, it's like, I've had people go, Trump handshake where he like goes and grabs them. Yeah, and, and pulls them back and forth. It's and power I, move. Yeah. If he doesn't realize he's doing it. It, and the thing is, you know, culturally, we need to hold ourselves accountable. You know, it's like, you know, going tying it all together. You know, I don't need to, I don't need 
to experiment on a, on a different being to find out why we do asshole things. It's like the thing is, why am I in a in an arm struggling match with you when I just met you for the first time? And I'm just saying, not what you're saying. You're saying just a firm handshake. I'm talking about what you what you made an right. example of the Trump handshake, where you're just pulling each other. And it's like, bro, why are we doing this in the middle of this meeting? I just met you. Man, I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to smile for pictures. Exactly. So I think, you know, holding ourselves accountable about masculinity, about all these different things and understanding why, you know, we do things and then stopping it, you Mm -hmm. know, changing it. It's like, okay, you know, and meeting somewhere in the middle. My, my, my movement on feminism is women better give them firm handshakes. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, each of us have those pet peeves. I think, you know, some people have like, you know, pet peeves about a clean workstation. You know, they walk into... Obviously you don't. <laughs> well, well, you, each, I got it clean today. I you. <laughs> but, you know, you, you have people who would walk into maybe yours or my workstation and be like, okay, well, you guys don't know what you're doing. Because maybe, you know, everything's not immaculate. You know, we can, it's very quick for us to, because of our own pet peeves, you know. I'm figuring all of this out at once, so I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to figure it out. (laughs) I think, I think still that's okay. But understanding that you get respect, right? So I think at at the end of the day, it's consent and respect, whether it's inside or outside the bedroom for any, any client, for any person, because we have this, we have this thing in, in the United States where it is, or I don't even know if it's around the world, but specifically because I live here, I'm going to refer to this place, the United States. We have this issue that when a person is morally different from us, that they don't deserve respect. Because we, we, we consider them abominations or terrible human beings. They immediately don't get respect. I don't care if it's a dog on the street, a person with leprosy, a person who, who, who's dying, a person who's super healthy and super rich. Everyone gets the same level of respect and consent and should always get the same level of respect and consent. Regardless if you agree or disagree, they don't share the same faith. They don't share anything with you. Because without mutual consent, mutual respect for anything, you don't have a conversation to begin with. And on that note, unless you had the last topic, or did uh, or have we just gone I mean, past? There could be more topics, but they're not as I think culturally relevant as what we've been speaking about, and probably less interesting. All right, VJ, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me over. And I would look forward to you being on here a lot more. I will be because, back because obviously we can go on rants for. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with PJ. He's always a great time. Remember to subscribe to our podcast. Give us a five rating. Tell us how we're doing and let us know about other topics and other guests you want us to bring on in future episodes. All right. See you later.